0: podcast listeners, and welcome to the August 29th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Well, August is coming to a close, and we're looking forward to the autumn and the cooler weather. (laughs) Just kidding. It's going to be hot here in Hong Kong until at least mid-October, but we don't mind really, as we're used to it by now. Not everyone can be comfortable, though, and our elderly population often suffers the most today's story is from jen who tells us about her own mother's struggles not with the heat but with time first though thanks to our hong kong audiences who keep us going and podcasting throughout the year and thanks to our worldwide listeners today's special thanks go out to listeners in cambodia mexico south africa italy and egypt your listens make us glad our September show has the theme, Something Blue, and our host, Mel, has been collecting stories and guiding the storytellers towards their best stories for your listening pleasure. Find tickets, information about how you can join us on stage, photos of our storytellers, and so much, very much more, at hongkongstories.com. This story was told at our special May 2018 show titled, Age of Reckoning, here is Jen.
1: Why am I here? My mom says. This is a place for old people. I look at her as she peers at me through her thick glasses, and I take in her white hair and her lined face. And then I smile apologetically at the two other elderly women sitting across from us in the lunchroom at the nursing home. You live here. Since when? Two weeks now. This is not for me. This is a place for old people. Bernadette, from across the table, leans forward and says, Well, how old are you? And my mom doesn't answer her. She looks at me. She does this a lot when we're out in public now. It's for one of two reasons. Either she hasn't heard the question, or she can't remember the details needed for the answer. You're 73, I tell her. Oh, I'm only 71, says Bernadette cheerfully. You're older than I am. (laughs) My mom grimaces at her and picks up her spoon. So much for conversation and meeting the new neighbors. We start in on our food, and it's pretty plain. Tomato soup, a sandwich, and some formerly frozen vegetables on the side. There is a small piece of cheesecake for dessert, but there's no getting around it. This is institution food. And it makes me feel really guilty because I've moved my mother into a place where she has to eat institution food. I console myself with the realization that she had been eating much worse than this. About three months before, my sister and I had had to suddenly move my mother out of her apartment because she was calling random relatives, telling them that she didn't recognize things there anymore. She had been up to that point dealing on her own, And it was insistent that she didn't need any help, but that all fell apart when we found out that she was calling her older brother, my Uncle Guy, and telling him that he had to come over right now and take all of our grandmother's furniture out of her apartment. This was a problem because Uncle Guy lived halfway across the country, and also my mother didn't have any of my grandmother's furniture in her apartment. Poor Uncle Guy was also dealing with his own memory issues at that point, so the calls were especially distressing for him. My sister took my mum in while we figured out what to do, and it was my job to clean out her apartment. It looked like, when I started moving around, that mum hadn't been doing much cooking or logical grocery shopping for a while. The fridge was full of rotted produce and had lots of full, expired bottles of exotic condiments. The freezer was stuffed with frozen Wonder Bread. In the cupboards, there were multiple packages of crackers and pasta like she'd been trying to stock a bomb shelter. The only open food packages I found were candies and chocolates, and there was one wine glass waiting for her in the drying rack next to the sink. The rest of the apartment was pretty dusty, but was more or less unchanged from the last time I'd been there about five months before. The only new decoration that she'd put up was a calendar in every single room to ward off the forgetting. As she finishes her lunch, we say goodbye to the ladies and go out into the corridor. She stops and looks at me expectantly to lead the way. After two weeks, she still can't remember without prompting where the elevator is and how to get back to her unit. It reminds me of a story that my mum used to tell me about my great-grandmother, Mary Yimov, who lived with mum's family when mum was young. She told me they used to have to lock Mary in her room at night or she'd go off wandering. Mum told me she used to scare the SHIT out of me. She had this long white hair that hung down to her waist, and she wore loose uh, nightgowns. And if she got out of her room, she would come into my room, and she'd want to know who I was and whose house this was. One famous story about Mary was that on a winter night, she had gotten out of the house and had walked across the fields and into the cemetery that was near their house. My then-teenage uncle guy had been one of the party sent to locate her, and he found her standing outside the shed where the town kept the bodies of people who died in the winter when the ground was too frozen to dig a grave. She was barefoot and was knocking on the door. When asked, she said she was there to welcome the new (laughs) neighbours. I used to think that was an amusing story. When we get back into my mum's one-bedroom unit, she looks around and she starts shaking her head. She finds it really confusing... To see things that she knows belong to her in a place that's unfamiliar. And her confusion makes her frustrated and angry. She turns on me and says, I hope somebody does this to you when you're an old person and can't remember things anymore. I don't have any kids. So I actually think I'll be doing really well if somebody takes it upon themselves to find me a place to live when my mind starts to go. But I don't tell her that. I push down my own frustration and anger and I consider explaining the situation to her one more time. Then I turn on the TV to distract her. She settles into an armchair, and when she's looking comfortable, I tell her, I'm going to head out now, and I'll be back later. She's engrossed in the program, and she looks relaxed. But I know, when I get back, the first thing she's going to say to me is, why am I in here?
0: Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Thanks as well to go out to our unsung hero this week, Janita, who curated and directed the May 2018 special show, Age of Reckoning. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to write us a review. Or if you're looking for more information on this episode, past podcasts, photos of our storytellers, and loads and loads more, Find it all on our website at hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with a clean flat, a really good sandwich, and some lovely snuggles with a pet.